If I'm, why would I want to piss on my car? Pay do you mean piss on it directly or yeah, yeah, put it yeah, into a bowl? Wait, 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 wait. By saying you won't do it, that's suggesting it's not worth pissing on. Uh, no. It's like giving your car a golden shot. That's, that's gross. No. <laughs> G'day everyone. Welcome to Bush Talk Podcast. Insert dull, sad music now. Because Ajmal and I have got some pretty interesting things to talk about. Ajmal, how are you today? I, I, it's not interesting. That it's, it's devastating and it's... it's I should, I should warn now, I might swear during this episode. But, um, yeah, it's just devastating. That, it's devastating news. So I just... Should I just spill right now? Let's hear it. So I... Um, stupidly thought I know I should look after my 996 and what I'll do is I'll take it so I made Jez Wise Wagons on Instagram go and look him up uh, up the road and he's going to do apply some Lanagard to the bottom of it which is kind of a uh, a very well known film for under the car and it protects it for a few years um, so I took it it yep. sounds like it comes from sheep uh, is it like from lanolin? Is that what it's made from? I have no idea. I've never really looked into it in that much detail. Okay, Maybe I'll get okay, any listeners now. out there if you know, please let us know. Is this actually sheep sweat that Ajmal is trying to pump into the bottom of his car? But carry um, on. Well, anyway, so I thought I'd take it up there for some sheep sweat. And the so I dropped it off, came home. And uh, oh, uh, and just as a side note, uh, he loaned me a car to get myself home, and it's a, I think it's a two thousand and one VW Passat. Do you, okay. get, do you guys get those over in Australia? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And it's the V six four motion, the four wheel drive. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. You're living large, old school. Yep. But he's cut the back off it and turned it into a pickup. Right, right. Okay. Look, firstly, there's very few of these cars left in Australia because cost of repair versus value of vehicle equation has imbalanced significantly. Yep. Oh, no, this one was originally like a running, driving, comfortable. I think the previous guy who owned it drove up Scotland, you know, which is sure. like a 400 miles or whatever. And it and it's absolutely fine. But just chopped the back off it and turned it into a pickup. Right idea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, I dropped it off, came home, and he rang me, and he went and he spoke really slowly when he called me back because he knows how much I love that car. He said, "He said I've got some bad news." And I went, "When you say bad, do you mean bad, or do you mean <laughs> bad?" And he went, "Well, he said before he took all the plastic covers off from the underneath all the under trays, right." Uh, one of the jacking points was in the body. So someone's jacked it up on that jacking point and it's gone into the body. Hey, I'm it's rusted out so badly. We, we all know a jack that could have jacked it up. Uh, I don't think it was him. Yeah, fair. Uh, I think point it was finger. when I had the tyres done. Yeah, I think it was when I had the tyres done. Sure. So that's... That's the worst bit where the jacking point's gone in. It's gone into sure the sill a mean, little bit. bit. You mean it's the bit you can see that's bad? Uh, yes. Yes. But the other bit is all the other jacking points all need welding. 
they just they've just not broken off yet. Is there anything to weld them to, or is it just this brown flaky stuff? Well, bizarrely, when you look into the inner, the second layer of the like the inner sill and stuff like that, sure. it's pristine. What? It's literally you could probably it's pristine. It's still got the paint, everything on it. It's immaculate. But what's happened is this car was kept by the sea. The previous owner lived by the sea. Sure. And the surface rust all over the underneath of it is horrific. So, um, and so obviously when Jess phoned me and told me that, and in my head I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, but, but you know, I, I kept a calm exterior. Um, and for a couple of days, I properly thought, if it's dead, I'm just going to flog it as a broken car. Someone already said, oh, I'll give you seven grand for it. Um, and but this morning, just just before we started recording, um, I called him and said, fix it. Wowza. You know, you, you're going to have to put a lot on red when you go to Vegas. Uh, yes, it's going to be everything's going to be on red. Um, <laughs> so it's going to cost uh, I the best part of three grand. And I, I still that includes... you're still you're still ahead. Let's face it. Across oh, yeah, your yeah, t- ownership of this car, you've been incredibly stringent on your expenses to do what's needed on it, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. you know, servicing mechanically, it's all there. Everything's great, apart from obviously when all the underfaces and everything were off. See other stuff. So the rear shocks are leaking like you wouldn't believe. No, I just they it. weren't three months ago because Jack was doing some work to it and I had a look at them and I thought, well, they look all right. Now, oil everywhere. So they need changing. Uh, the, there's um, a, um, an O-ring, I think, on one of the AC pipes has gone because uh, a joint is leaking because you can see the green stuff coming out. Sure. And uh, the front lower arms, which I kind of knew needed doing, but you can see. So, um, have you... and I'm going to go. Sorry. Have the brake lines been replaced in that car yet? Not the brake lines. Disc pads and all of that have been yeah, but, done. Yeah, but the lines are notorious line. on 996s yep. for rusting from the inside they, out, right? Yeah, so they've got, on the outside, they've, okay, some parts of them have got a tiny amount with the paint starting to flake off, but they've got like a greasy covering on it, sure. which is it's always had, so it's probably slowed it down. Obviously, you can't stop that because they're but steel it's lines. from the inside, from the moisture absorption yeah, you know in, the, I mean? in the fluid. So, yeah, look. That's probably the next thing. Look, while, I, you know what, I think you're going to have a few while you're in there going on during this process. Oh, and I know you've that. said three, but I think you're going to have to budget for four. Well, I've gone I've gone for three because the, the welding is two. And I've gone for three to do the rest. Four? Oh, can't. I haven't got four. You didn't have three. I haven't got three. No, that's going to be that's going to be all of it's coming off my overdraft. It's nuts. <laughs> but but I couldn't because because my initial thought was, do you know what? I've got the garage. I'm going to put it in the garage. Oh yeah. And just make a decision. Um, but then I know what would happen. It'll be there for five my years. Children, no, my children will be digging it out, out long after I'm dead, cursing me. Yes, okay. Yeah. Saying, why is this here? And um, so 
it's it's being fixed, but I'm I'm also going to use. So we're going to get all the box sections injected with Axol and everything else, and then I'm going to get the bottom coated before the Lana guard with a there's a a thing called epoxy mastic 101. Sure. And there was some test done where it's I think they put it on a they put it on a classic car like an MG door which notorious for rusting. They put it on the door and then they throw that one door with and one without they throw them in the sea. <laughs> and they leave them in there and then they pull them back out. And uh it's, it's only the epoxy mastic left no door, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. So um but I have uh, used this stuff and it is it's like a real hard wearing coat on top of it and what i would do is i'd just go back to jazz every couple of years and say can you check that it's no you're not rusting away i don't think you'll do that you're too scared to go back after this once you've done this right you'll never see jazz again oh because you're yeah you know you're um, wounded you're okay i know i can see in the look in your eye right you it's actually jazz's fault that this car's got a problem right now it is why didn't he just because he you found it, he should no, no, he should yeah, not tell you. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why don't he just cover it all up? No, until um, until flat six jet flat six jack does another job. He lifts it up by the uh, on the posts, you know, two post lift, and it just collapses inside it. The whole thing falls off on like one of those YouTube videos. There's Azrael's nine hundred six on the roof falling off the stand. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to be going viral, um, but I think well, not for that. Yeah, once not for that. No. But the thing that worries me is that when this work's done, I might need to get some paint done because it depends how far Jez cuts into the sill. So he's taken the little flat plastic off that's just in front of the wheel, like sure. a splash guard thing, mm-hmm. yep, yep. which is kind of contrary to the body. So he's taken that off and it's it's the rust is behind there. So you couldn't see any of it come out. Well, tell him to put it but, back on and the rust isn't there. You don't see it. If it's, you can't see it, it's not there. <laughs> yeah, well... That's that. That was in my head. Before. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Uh, so he's literally taken everything off the underneath to have a look at it. Oof. And um, so I, I said to him, "Can you cut it so I don't have to paint?" And and he said, "And he said, <laughs> man, it's close. you cracked me up. You cracked me up." No, but he said it's close because he said that so it looked like when I was looking at it, I thought there's like mm. five centimeters. Just tell him to use silver primer. You'll be fine. Silver primer. You'll never know. So where the where the where the solid metal starts mm-hmm. to where the end where the cover would be is five centimeters. And I went, could you use that five centimeters to weld the new bit in? And he went, I'll try. But if it isn't, he said, I'll have to go halfway up the the, the sill. Yes, like put it straight across because it's a neater join. That's about to get oh, painted matte black. Yeah, got it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to roller it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a wrap. <laughs> yes, and you'll never see the rust then. The rust will be under the wrap. You'll be fine. <laughs> well, I'm so upset. Honestly, it's just I, I could have cried when I came home. And uh, which you've seen on uh, Instagram, which is why my wife, while she was out in London, bought me a Mission to Mars moon swatch. Oh yeah, you got it on. Uh, no. Because I'm I'm doing DIY at the moment, and uh, if anybody who's followed my Instagram, they know that I always forget to take off my watches when I'm doing yep. DIY. Yep. Um, so I it's it's because it's the mission to Mars, which is the white and red one. 
It's a little too. She chose that one. It's a little too. Honestly, when I, if I, if I look at all of them, you know, the swatches, all I can think of with Mission to Mars is Elon Musk. Why? Because that's his whole obsession with SpaceX. You know what I mean? Yeah. um, Elon Musk is, uh, he's an interesting character. Not that that's it's, the uh, not, that's not the topic of this podcast. We'll come back to this. Yeah, but anyway, that's anyway, what I anyway, think of, right? So, so anyway, but but her reasoning for getting me the mission to Mars, which is the white and red one, yes, is that she said, "But you've already got an Omega. I've got Seamaster," and she went, "You don't want a swatch that looks like an Omega. Why would you want that? You want something that looks a little bit out there." And I like her reasoning for it, so I'm going to keep it. So she put a bit of thought into it. I really and, like um, I really like the Tiffany blue colored one. I don't know which one it is. Let me have a look. There's a there's a key on the back. Tiffany blue colored is is a is a see this I could see you wearing one of these. It's a mission to Uranus. Yeah, I knew it would be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean Uranus. I mean Uranus. <laughs> but it's but, and I reckon they made the best looking one that for Uranus, just because so people could take the Mickey out of it. But it's just when, when she said she saw that, she thought, oh, that looks all right. And the guy said, oh, it's the Mission to Uranus. Said, oh, I'm loving that. <laughs> That's <is> classic. Classic. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So anyway, what's new with you? Tell me something good. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that's equally as grim in my household right now. Tell me. The GD4 is up for sale. What? Yeah. Is this is this is this to finance the box turd? It's not to finance the box turd. There is some uh, bigger picture use for that capital to enable me to get to the uh, the big car I want to purchase in another five or six years that I think will uh, give me a better return. So I'm trying to keep the perspective. I love the Jetty 4. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic motor car. Mm. But right now, is it the best use of that capital? I don't think so. Okay. And um, it's also limiting some opportunities have dropped in front of me because I don't have that money liquid right now. Ah. And uh, as, as a result, and look, my wife said, no, don't sell it. You love that car, do not sell it. I said, yeah, I do love the car, but not as much as I love the other one, and I've got two. Well, 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 oh, you're gonna buy a uh, you're gonna buy a GT3 then? No, I'm talking about my 356. <laughs> like if if you if, no, the I know. Two, if the two of them are there all the time, the 356 is where my eyes always go to, you know. Yeah. And I've got more emotional investment with the 356 than I do with the GD4. And you know what? I'll, if I if it does sell, I'll probably regret that I sold it in a pretty short time, the same way Andy has from Last Rasp, right? And yes. be looking at GD4s in another month's time saying, oh, maybe I should just buy one again. But the reality is, you know, I, I've got to try and uh, eye on the price. Right. The GD4 is a okay, so, car. It's not my forever car. Right. So for, so for me, it's it's almost the – is it the other way around? I feel like my 996, I've got – I'm sentimentally attached to it, which is which is terrible, which you never do, right? Sure. It's, it's not a car that's worth a huge amount of money. 
Well, the earning money. That, that doesn't have anything to do with the now. sentimentality of it, though, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, that, but the thing is, being attached sentimentally to it makes you make illogical decisions about poor, keeping no, it. Alive. Poor decisions is the word you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's and whereas my wife is very logical about some of these things, and she'll make the argument. Well, even if you thought about it logically, you're doing the right thing by keeping it. Mm-hmm. Said, well, what would you do? You'd want another nine eleven. Where are you going to get another one from? Because the money you sell it for isn't enough, and you haven't got any other money. So you might as well just get it fixed. It's interesting you the perspective you bring up in this conversation on numerous occasions now when you say things like when you're talking while she says you haven't got the money, whereas in our household it's we haven't got the money. Uh, it's more to do with the toy shop. If you're going to have toys, you've got to cover well, no. your toys. Well, no. I mean, when I, when I bought the 912, and as you know, that was a bit of a drunken purchase from a, an auction site and it was a lot of money um i had to get her to loan me a third of the money she but, she owns a third of that car but it's yeah okay look everyone's everyone's household finances work differently i appreciate ashmel but it's uh different to the way it's looked at in my household i guess it would be the best way i know we have but we we have so it's pots of money, right? So you have a, a joint pot of money that goes through the house, children, holidays, day-to-day kind of stuff. Then you have your own pot of money that you spend on stupid things because that means that you never compromise the household to buy something stupid, right? So ah, it's completely separate. Sure, sure. So, yeah, it's yeah, like, okay. so if we were buying a family car, for example, it would be our money, right? Yeah, it yeah, come yeah. From our pot. But because I'm buying something that's not really any use to anybody else in the household, especially with the 996 where my wife actively hates it. Uh, it's She will always think, like, well, that's your car. Got even it, though, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not how it's looked at in our household. Ah. Our household okay. is, if it makes you happy, the household's happy. And it's mutual. Yeah, so I get, I get a lot Yeah. But every, like I said, everyone does differently. No judgment from me. Just the language used seems odd to me. That's all. When you ever you talk about it, oh no, no, it's yeah, it's when it's when it's a frivolous purchase, then yeah, yeah. it comes out of my part. Which, which is everything to do with this podcast. Frivolous. It's frivolous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, but although the repair cost isn't coming out of my part of the money because there is no my part of money at the moment. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're just too frivolous. That's why I said you yeah, yeah, put it yeah. on red when you're to Vegas. Now, I want to talk about the 356 got an invite to quite a prestigious car event yesterday. Oh, of which I declined. Is it SEMA? No, not that prestigious. I'm talking about Western Australia. The um, but I had to decline because it's quite a significant birthday for my wife that day. So I decided to uh, make a judgment call. And um, which some would say could be the right one following the discussion we just had. (laughs) Definitely, definitely the right one. So, yeah, I won't be attending that event, but I appreciated the invite nonetheless, and especially considering the, um, yeah, I think my car suits events that are in ribboned off areas so people don't get too close to see how shit house it actually is. My nine twelve is the same. <laughs> yeah, it looks amazing from about two meters. My car does, right? Yeah, <laughs> or in photos oh, from like ten. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, and oh, last time we spoke, I was going to the Porsche 
Club of Western Australia's 40th anniversary. Oh, yeah. Cocktail party. I was way overdressed. I was one of about three guys with a tie on and wasn't wearing sneakers. Women dress up amazingly, but men are slobs. We all are. We can't help ourselves, right? Yeah, but you you made the effort. Oh, look, you can take that to the bank. I made effort. Look, look, it wasn't it wasn't you know my finest hour, fashion wise. (laughs) However, it was a lot further along the line than a lot of people. The um, but there were some amazing cars on display at the Porsche Centre that were cleaned up within an inch detail within an inch of their life on display as landmark member vehicles. Oh, interesting. What what kind of stuff? There's a 993 RS, Carrera RS there, that in speed yellow, which I've got to be honest, I'm not a massive fan of speed yellow in cars for owner. You know, I can't, I've never seen a speed mm. yellow car and thought, oh, yeah, I've got to have one of them. I don't mind the yeah, fact that other people them. have them, right? You know, but mm. very rarely do I see a speed yellow that I think, yeah, that's me. I'm all over that. But I'd have to say the... 993 in speed yellow. I reckon the colour and the body shape probably work. That, that, that car could be peak speed yellow for me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't see speed yellow is 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 one. I mean, because like a, a classic 911 in what is it, Bahama yellow? Yeah, yeah, but that's almost orange, right? Bahama yellow is almost yeah, exactly. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not it's yellow, much yellow. More, yeah. There's a there's a but really yellow, yellow is. There's a nice yellow, yellow, yellow in um, 356s. It might be Concord yellow or something like that it's called. Um, I can't remember the name of the yellow. Anyway, it's it's more like a washed out yellow, like a almost a pastely yellow would be the – it's not that yellow. Okay, I can't remember right now. But speed yellow, I think 99 like – I've seen plenty of 996s, turbos in speed yellow. I want to say plenty. There, there must be four in Perth, but I actually think this uh, suits a smaller. Three. It's the GT three, isn't it? The nine nine six GT three. I've seen a few of those in yellow. Yeah, well, I've seen. I've, I've not seen a nine nine three. I'm sorry, nine nine six GT three in yellow in real life before. I've seen photos, but I've seen. I'm, I'm sure there's three or four turbos nine nine six turbos here. But I actually think the color suits the smaller car a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, that mm. was just I don't yeah, stunning car, stunning left-hand drive. I think it was a Hong Kong delivered car originally. Mm. Oh wow, interesting, interesting country after being on holiday there. Like, there's heaps of right-hand drive cars and heaps of left-hand drive cars, and they're all mixing and matching out there, like modern. And when they drive, which which side do they drive on? Left-hand side of the road. Ah, okay. So Hong Kong delivered should really be right-hand drive. Yes, yes. But I don't know when. I reckon it's one of those countries it changed. You reckon? I do. Yeah, I don't I don't know when. Or it's open slather, bring in whatever you want, but you have to drive on that side of the road. Yeah, it must be. Something um, like that. You're Googling it at the moment, are you? Um, I am. Um, there was a stunning 992 GT3 RS, you know, latest, greatest, 
with those anodized red wheels that just make everyone's pants tight in the front, right? The, 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 yeah. It just looked amazing. And I was, you know, I'm going, oh, yeah, I've got to have one of these at some point. But having a coincidental catch-up coffee with a friend of mine from a few years back, he's actually pretty tight with the owner, and I reckon I might get, I'm half a chance of getting a go, a go in this car. What? Well, it gets better. That'd be pretty impressive. My mate I caught up with, he's got a 991.2 GT3 RS, and this guy's got a 992 GT3 RS, and I think I might, I'm going to try and wrangle a comparison here, I think. Oh, that could be quite interesting. And the thing is, I've always thought about the RS. It's it's really, I know it's road legal, but it's a track car, right? Mm, yeah, good go. And I just think how much... Unless you were going specifically for a drive on specific roads for a blast, how much fun can it be just on regular? But no one's going to drive it to the shops, right? Look, I think it's yes, I would, but it's um, it's Porsche's equivalent of Lamborghini. It is all the wings, all the gear. Look at me, I'm out on the road, top car, right? You can't slip under the radar in an RS car. Yeah. You know, you are loud yeah, and proud. You're out there like sort of car that if you bought it in Viper Green, good on you, mate. Well done. Whereas you bought we'll a Viper, yellow. Where if you bought a Viper Green McCann T, you just look like a bit of a knob. <laughs> okay, so you know what I mean? It's a it's just that car that is off the Richter scale. Right. And yeah. it looks like the sort of car you would love, you would have drawn as a kid. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it is, but the thing is, it's, I'm thinking about it, probably same as you, I'm thinking about it as a normal person with not a lot of money, who's probably never going to get to drive one or own one, and thinking, in what circumstance, if I had the money, would I think, you know what, I'm going to buy a G3 RS, Um, and I can't think of one. Oh, every second, as soon as the opportunity presents itself, I'm in. And you know what? I'll never, pro- I'll probably never take it on track. Is that a commercial decision or is that a, a no, one it's driver? Because, firstly, after going to Rensport, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, and seeing how shit house it is on the track compared to a proper race car, mm. for a third, even a quarter of the price, I could probably buy a cup car that will go around the track faster. Oh, yeah. Right? It's a compromised mm. road car, which means it's also a compromised track car. Looks amazing. I'm sure it's an incredible car on the track if you've got to drive the track and drive home. But you know what? When you're spending that sort of freight to go out and play on the track, are you, are you not better off just buying a proper track slash race car and using that and leaving it at the track or towing it there? Or I, I don't know. I don't because you know modern roads aren't really that well suited to track-focused road cars, are they? No, not at all. Especially where you live. um, Oh, God, yeah. But when when it first came out, the G3 RS, the 992, and I was thinking, is is that the GT department just showing off? You know, we've we've gained 40 horsepower, whatever, from contouring and aerodynamically shaping the... 11 seconds faster around 20 kilometres of the Nürburgring or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and here's a, oh, we have, we've used, we've 
created you know specific doors we haven't just taken them off in 992 we've moved the radiator we've done this oh it's got a center radiator and it's got individual throttle bodies you know stuff like that and you and you're like yeah but obviously power outputs what is it less or is it the same as a gt3 i can't remember Oh, no, it's, it's more, it's but, but it's not much. No, it's more, but it's not much. But it's like 20, 20 yeah, horsepower. Yeah, 20 or 30 right? horsepower, something like that, yeah. Yeah, and... Less weight. Um, You've got to c- c- carry that in the equation, right? Yeah, less weight. It's going to rev higher. It's going to... Uh, it's all I don't think it does. I think it's still a 9,000 RPM motor. Um, it, well, in theory, it should rev to that quicker mm, yeah. um, because of, I don't know, line pistons or whatever they've done. No, know. no, not yeah. as quick as but the ST. The ST like, motor is the... I think the ST motors, that's the GD3 RS motor. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's got like that smaller, lighter flywheel, flywheel and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, got. Yeah. And um, so, so I thought, okay, you know, that's kind of in the ballpark of the brake horsepower that you want. But then I, but then I just thought, all this stuff, who's this for? It's, you know, who's going to look at that and go, whoa, I need that. I need those individual throttle bodies. Oh yeah, yeah. If actually you would <laughs> tomorrow, <laughs> it's just when it's just when I watch uh, TV ads. Yes, and sometimes you know when they're giving you information um, about things like uh, uh, what is it? Oh, shampoos and things, and they go, oh, with zero parabens, and I'm like, what the fuck's a paraben? Why are they telling me that something I didn't know was in shampoo isn't in shampoo and it's going to make me want to buy it? Um, I, there's a from Laboratoire Garnier is blah blah blah, and you I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Hang on, firstly, um, firstly, they don't sponsor this podcast, so let's just back it up a bit. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but they're available if they want. If they want to, yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. Now the yeah. um, if they, for me, I don't care about that stuff. I don't even care if it's about the power number. I'm not remotely interested. I've driven cars with comparable motors. I've been in the fortunate position where I've driven GD3s with 500 horsepower, right? GD4 mm. RSs, almost the same motor. Right? I've driven it a couple of times. The motor isn't fantastic on the road because all the funds are just right up in the rev range, right? Whereas a torquier yep. motor that kicks in the torque right down at, you know, 2,500 RPM, it's a hoot. But that aside, two reasons. Two reasons I'd want one of those cars. One, I love the mm. fact it looks like a Hot Wheels car. Yep, does okay. look like a Hot Wheels car. Looks incredibly like a Hot Wheels car. The second one is the driving experience. Experience my GD4, which is not even remotely close to what the driving experience would be like in a GD3 RS. It's probably that times 10. Okay, if that's what I'm getting, it's worth it. If 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 I get the fizz to quote Ashmal, yeah, going down the shops isn't that reason enough? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're in Australia, so going down the shops takes three days, but it's <laughs> it, which which is nice. But here, you know, it's through tiny roads with incredible potholes, and uh, and it's and it's a big know, three car. minutes away. It's a big, it's a big car, yeah. It is narrow a big road car. where I live. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so yeah, you don't get that sensation here. It's most of the time you'd probably just be terrified of ripping a wheel off in a pothole. Yeah, um, yeah fair cut. I do. Um, 
and I get that. I, I guess it's just me. I'm 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 still I'm still you know searching for the ultimate old narrow comfortable you, car that I can exploit fully on the road. Yeah, you need. I can tell you now. After going, after seeing all these cars up close historically, right? I reckon you're either a contender for a um, 2.7 RS. Mm. 911 2.7 RS, right? Or 959 Comfort. The 959 Comfort, I think, yes. The 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 2.7 RS, I don't want to die. Uh, and especially in a ball. What a way to go, though, in a ball of flames. But um, I think I probably just need a... I just need a 996 Carrera 2. <laughs> Just that works. <laughs> I know yours works. I love that car. It's just a bit crusty at the moment, right? Crustier yeah. than it's crustier than yeah. you knew it to be. Yes, it's um, it's a bit. It, yeah, the, the once I get the rust sorted out, then it means that I might have to then go onto the bodywork. Uh, yeah, look, the outer bodywork. Right now, honestly, you have. Pushed a hole into the pinata. You're, yep. you're about to open. You know what? If you think you've just got your jacking points to problem, let's face it, you're delusional. To yeah. put it, as the French would put it, the car's probably fucked. Um, no, it's it's not. No, I refuse to believe that. Okay. Doesn't change the fact that it probably is, right? But that aside, that's okay. I know someone that could actually weld that stuff up for you and fix it. Who's that? Our mate Jeff. Fly him over. Let's go. He's not going to want to weld a rusty car together. You know, people in he's Australia. He's done that alpha. Did you rust. see that alpha? Oh, yeah. Was it rusty? The thing was out in the paddock, for Christ's sake, for like four years. Oh. You should watch some of the early why? videos of that car. I haven't seen the early one. I've only seen it since it's been yellow. I think I saw it. No, I saw it. I started watching it when he'd just finished prepping it for paint. Ah, uh, okay. That's when I started watching it. Well, speaking of Jeff, he so, is offered to come on and discuss his Rockster slash my Boxster project. Oh. Yeah, so we'll, um, yeah, we'll try and, and see him up for a future episode, in a near future episode. I reckon he'll talk you out of it. This is what he's going through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll go, I know I'm doing it, but I wouldn't wish it on anybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark, you don't need the views that bad. <laughs> I mean, also, you know, when I look at when I look at the stuff he's doing, obviously he's got he's got you know kids yeah. out. Garrett, the guy's a genius, right? All going. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows exactly what he's doing, and I, and I just knew that was me. <laughs> Just make it worse, and, and I'm a worse version than you. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just go, okay. Have I done that right? I don't know. And that's the thing that I like when I when I see some of these guys, and you know, someone sort of like Matt Armstrong, who's doing yeah. you know Ferrari, Aston Martins, and whatnot. That got honestly, and, and no Matt one Tomasa. bluffs their way through it better than Matt. Oh God, yeah, but it's just the, it's the confidence. It's the confidence. But, oh yeah, we'll take that off. We'll do this. We'll do that. You need oh, this. You, you need that. you need the swagger. It comes with a deep credit card. Uh, Balance. 
Yeah, and also obviously, you know, he's making money on every video, but well, still, I hope so. it's the confidence. Yeah, and but it's the confidence, you know. It's it, you know, I change a gasket on something, and I'm like, oh, is that going to leak? I probably have anxiety for like the next six months of driving, thinking, is that, is that leaking yet? Is that leaking now? <laughs> <laughs> so, whereas it's the confidence of you know when he did the Lamborghini, the uh, Lamborghini, and he went on Gumball, putting it together, first drive, he drove up like hundreds of miles in it admittedly it did leak and overheat but it is a um, lambo though yeah but it was um it's the it's that confidence to be able to to do that and i i don't i don't have that so it's and that's what you'd need to do you know now nah, boxed honestly i'm okay with balls in it up a few times because i don't plan on building something to drive on the road you don't want to drive to the track in it no Mm. I want, like I said to you last time, I want to, if I'm going to do this, I want to build one of those Berg Spider type things. I want a single seater. I want to weld, I want to weld up the gap where the passenger seat would go. I want a dinky little windscreen that's only about three inches high. That is kind of asking for trouble. So I watch, uh, I watched a terrible show. I can't remember what it's called over here. It's where these couple of guys go and search through people's old sheds sure and buy stuff up and they bought this three-wheeler car where it had a, a single wheel at the back but it had a um a motorcycle engine uh some kind of yamaha engine in it and it was from the 60s i think what like a Roman and... reliant or something like that no no no, no. it's it's kind of the other way around so the single wheels at the back <sighs> okay and what, the like, engines at the front what an acetta was it a Saturn? I can't remember what it's called. Did the but door it was, was the door on the front? Oh no, no, not not an Isetta. No, not a BMW. Mm. Isetta. No, uh, it was a normal sporty shaped car from the front. Yeah. yeah, okay. Two doors on either side. You get in, steering on the right. Um, but it was a, a Yamaha engine in it from a motorcycle. Sure. And um, so they they got it going. And it's fiberglass body, and they sold it to um, like a an eighteen year old kid, right? And all I could think was, so this guy got in it and started her up and drove it down this farm lane where he lived, and like he was a tall guy, he must have been like six two, six three, and he's he was sat fully with his head over the windscreen. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a three wheel car. If that thing flips over, he is dead. And he's buying it for it. Do you think I'm? <laughs> do you think I'm going to build this thing without a roll bar in it? No, no, no. I know, I know you would, but it just—it just reminded me of that where, where this didn't have a roll bar. Got it. And it had this little flimsy little screen. Can we just talk about those types of cars for a second? One wheel at the back, two yeah, at the front, right? Yeah. When I was in the states, I saw a brand of car built over there in that configuration called a Vanderhall. Mm. They make some electric cars, but they also make um, what look, looked like a four-cylinder Ecotec type motor or something like that in it. And this thing was small and light, like it would have gone like a rocket. This thing, and so I looked them up online when I saw the car, and it looked amazing. These motor cars. So if anyone from Vanderhall's listening, you probably are. Let's face it, being you know ranked number nine hundred in on automotive podcasts in the USA. So if are we up to nine hundred? We might be up to nine hundred. 
could um could you reach out because I'd love to talk to you about Vanderbilt motor cars because they look fascinating. And then they've got these like rock crawler things, electric rock crawlers that they're making. They're just like, yeah, that looks like that looks whimsical. I'm going to build those and sell them. That's what the company looks like. Well, didn't um because obviously there's the Morgan, right? Morgan's probably the most famous one. Yeah, and also um, those funny looking things and the other funny looking cars in the states without a roof. What are slingshots? Polaris, oh, Polaris slingshot. I can't remember what a brand is. Oh, I don't know. We'll look. We'll have to look that up. But with um the Morgan, and what now makes me think about these three wheel cars with a single wheel at the back, and especially the newer ones that are a little bit more powerful. Did someone flip one recently? It was Freddie Flintoff. Was too. Yes, yes, yes. That's what that was the downfall yep. of Top Gear in the Top Gear. UK. Yep. And that's what made me think when this kid was buying one, I was thinking, oh my God, what are you doing? It's two parents thinking, what are you doing? And, <laughs> yeah. It was it, it's because it, you you're so exposed, right? And yep. even to the point where when you think about I saw a clip recently of uh Nigel Mansell getting into his you know, championship winning car. And uh, and the side of the car is up to, midway up to his uh his mid. Yeah, and he and he was sitting <laughs> exactly and he goes, I've forgotten how exposed you are because your shoulders are out of the car. He's right he's, it looks like he's sitting on top of the car, not in the car. Yeah, exactly. And you just think, even when you see Senna, you know, you see videos of Senna driving mm-hmm. the that McLaren, he sat so far out of the car. Yeah, we can see his arm moving to change gears. He's doing the gears. Yeah, yeah. 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 Had, yeah, but, um, tragic. Let's, let's talk Formula One for a second while we're on a roll. Yes. Firstly, I think I'm going to go to the 2024 Australian Grand Prix. What? Well, there's a good chance there's going to be two Aussies driving, right? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean, a honey badger could be in a Red Bull by then. <laughs> Look, so could Alonso, from what I've heard this week. No, he's they'd never. That never disrupt. I mean, imagine that Alonso and Max in the same car. Be pretty good, wouldn't it? And it'd be. I mean, from the outside, it would be amazing. But imagine if at every race you're on pole and second, and you know that no driver is going to give the other one way. Yeah, I'll go into that. You're probably going to get. Yeah, so you you'd never make it. You're on pole and second every time, but you'd never make it through the first corner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right now there's uh some there's some sneaky calls getting made by Lewis Hamilton saying, Hi, this is Alonzo. I'd really like to talk to Christian if I can, please. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just think I mean that would have been it's so often it was talked about that top drivers could end up, you know, two of them. And and it probably never I don't think it ever ends really well. Yeah, I'd, I look at you know, it. If you wouldn't, wouldn't, but do you think? And look, it's hard to tell today, but do you think that um, Verstappen and Alonso? Do you think they're that close, or do you think Verstappen is that far superior? Um, in that car, Verstappen is probably far superior because it's built for his to his liking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think Alonso would be that far off if he was in equal machinery that suited his driving style. Do you believe that Checo is getting the same car? Um, 
I wasn't convinced that he was at the beginning of the season. Mm, interesting. Um, okay. I, I, I wasn't because when you think about how close he was then, yes. and how so far off he is now, and the well, it reminds me, I mean, this was Honda as well at the time. If you read tons about the late 80s with Frost and Senna in the same car, there was the people were doing stats on well, why can't Frost match Senna's top speed on the straights? Sure, fair enough. You can say all those other things, mm-hmm. but how is it that when is he just not is he not is someone putting an adjuster nut underneath the pedal so it couldn't go all the way down? You reckon? Well, you know, there, there were all of these theories that well, hang on, if he's conspiracy, equal, conspiracies, yeah, they are, and whereas now. I don't, Checo, his performance has dropped so far off, so far off, you know, even with a clear um, run in qualifying, he's fifth or sixth. And you just think, if the car is that superior, how much of a difference is Verstappen, can Verstappen be making? Whereas I guess we'd find out if you got Alonso uh, Ricardo in. Mm, Or if you got Alonso in, you'd kind of know, but it would have to suit his driving style, they'd have to change it. Whoever it is that's coming in has to walk away from everyone else, even if they can't catch Verstappen, right? Because let's face it, Verstappen's winning the race by yeah, nearly a lap now, right? Yeah, yeah. So they've still got to be able to walk away from second. Oh, sorry, from third, whoever is going to come in. Yes. Yeah, and and Lewis Hamilton's in with a real shout of ending up second in the championship. And you know I, he's he doesn't care about being second, but it's worth some it's worth money to his team. Oh yeah, tons of money. But the the mm. reality is, love Ricardo, West Aussie kid, and likable, and probably between him and Gunter Steiner, Drive to Survive wouldn't have lasted as many seasons as it has if it wasn't for those two personalities, yeah. right? Yep. I don't know whether or not he's going to be good enough. Um, well, and even you know what? Does it even matter if he is? Because they've got Verstappen. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's got to be able to bring the best car on the grid home in second. Does he? Or does he just have to smile a lot and be likable and be entertaining? And while Verstappen wins. no, but from uh, Red Bull's point of view, they want somebody who's not going to challenge Verstappen, yep. but he's going to make sure they win the constructors as early as possible and come first and second in the championship. There is a uh, pretty, like, before Danny Rick left Red Bull, mm. it wasn't that big a gap between Verstappen and Ricardo. No, it wasn't. They were they were very closely matched, which is why they kept crashing into each other because Red Bull weren't the top team. Yes, but they always ended up on the track at the yes. same place on on the track. And I think Verstappen was starting to slightly get the upper hand. He was getting a bit more consistent, but um, but they were. I don't think they've been anywhere near closely matched any drivers since then for Red Bull. I, I'm not sure if. Um... I'd be interested to know what Verstappen, Verstappen would definitely have some say on who's going to sit in that seat, right? Yeah, he probably will, or or his dad will. Yeah, I'm just wondering how much um, whether or not they actually want anyone that's going to become close to threatening him. 
Um, I reckon but, he's bored anyway. I reckon he's going. He's going to go and race Le Mans and stuff. Yeah, he probably will. But I think with Ricardo, it would probably be he would have to come in on that because remember he thought his career was probably over when he basically got fired by McLaren. Yeah. Um, but he not a bad, not a bad, not a bad uh, exit. Golden handshake it wasn't like yeah. twenty mil or something like oh, that. Oh god, either. yeah. Yeah, but I think if he if he came in as a Red Bull driver, I'm sure there'd be something there to say you can't rock the boat. Yeah, maybe. Well, this is his last throw of the dice. If he does get the seat, right? This is his last contract. So he's 140. Oh, gotcha. He's 146 years old or something, right? Yeah, he's, but the thing is, he's still so much better than a lot of the other drivers on the grid. Well, he wasn't ten minutes ago. Since he's been that Alpha Tori. He's been amazing. Yeah, since no, it was McLaren that he was um no good in. He was, oh, he was pretty good in Alpine, the, right? Or yeah, Renault Alpine was pretty then. good. He was good at Red Bull. Um and uh but at McLaren, it was just awful. And uh AlphaTauri, you know, he's he's just what finished seventh, was it, at the Mexican Grand Prix? Yeah, yeah I think it was seventh. With and qualified fourth. Yeah, realistically, probably. If it wasn't for the red flag, he probably would have been sixth. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. So I think. Should I go? Where? To the Grand Prix, Australian Grand Prix next year. Um, of course you should. Yeah. Absolutely. I haven't, I haven't been since it's been in Melbourne. The Grand Prix. Oh. How, how far is that? How long does it take to get there? Oh, look, by plane, it's um, yeah. three and a half hours. So kind of four hours, maybe, something like that. Well, four hours, that's that's far. I could get to Africa from here in four hours. And you know what? You end up in Africa, <laughs> but I'm going to Melbourne, right? <laughs> it's like when I, when, I, when I went to visit my brother, kind of lived sometimes in... Tenerife. And yeah, I went okay. to visit him. Yeah, yeah. And he calls it and he calls it Spain. And I went, that's not really Spain, is it? Tenerife, isn't that Africa? <laughs> really? Come on. <laughs> no, but I say to him, well, Africa's literally just over there. Yeah, I can see it. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's not really Spain, though, is it? You don't feel like you're in Spain. It's like saying you're in Polynesia and saying, yeah, I'm in France. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But it's um but I think you should you should definitely go. Um, how long has it been in Melbourne? It's been a really long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I haven't been since Adelaide Grand Prix were on back in Mickey Schumacher's What's day. That? Yeah, I was going to say it was like like twenty years coming. Yeah, up yeah, to. yeah, yeah. Wow. I, like, I was I was ready. I've told you before. I was ready to board the plane to go the year COVID kicked in, and they cancelled the Grand Prix oh, the night before. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so. Oh God, yeah, it was. Yeah, everyone was there, weren't they? They like, it. Now, also now that I've had the Le Mans um, uh, press accreditation, oh, it's gonna be a lot easier to get a F one accreditation. Oh, nice through the FIA. Stop me. So that could be lucrative. They give you digs. Uh, don't know. Oh, see, that would be pretty cool. 
that would be pretty cool. So, you know, I'll, I'll do some research on that and come back to you. I'll, I want to find out. Have you ever been to a Grand Prix? Yeah, I've been to Adelaide. I've been to Adelaide twice. See, I've never been to a Grand Prix. Oh, you got to go. I know Silverstone's like an hour away from me. Oh, no, driving. Like, yeah, no, you can't go that far. You idiot. Yeah, that's, that is quite far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you're going to get in like a Saturday, oh, well, I guess, weekend pass. If anyone could get me a, a weekend pass, that'd be amazing the, next year. Well, look, I think really at Silverstone next year, you should be um, podcasting live. That is true. Walking, do the grid walk with mine Brundle. Yeah, do the grid walk if you want, yeah. <laughs> Do it, do it, do it. Yes, all around. Who is this clown in this stupid hat? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Uh, Tom Cruise, what do you think about this today? Yeah, okay. Yeah. The um, it is. I I think it reminds me kind of that. Do you remember when Martin Brundle spoke to Mike Tyson on the grid? No, I don't. I haven't seen that. And he said. She asked him a question, and you know you're watching it through your fingers, going, "Martin, what are you doing?" <laughs> and he said to him, uh, "You know about the Grand Prix, this, that, whatever." And I think it was a time when Mike Tyson was on some like quite strong drugs, yeah, painkillers. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know if it was to control his aggression or something no, no. like that. Ashmal, they're painkillers. They're downers or something. They're painkillers. Let's just probably, yeah. probably, because yeah. he might be listening. And obviously, he, but he sounded like you know he was yeah. on something um, quite strong. Sound like a retired boxer. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, Martin Brundle said to him, what's it like to punch somebody? To punch somebody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's it like to punch another person? And, uh, and Mike Tyson said to him, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and all I could think was, don't ask him again. Because he'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I told you before, didn't I? There was an interview with um, Amir Khan, who's a welterweight. And he said he was in some in Vegas at some event, and he ended up in the same room as Mike Tyson. And he went, he was there with a bunch of his friends, and Mike Tyson was sat there, and they're chatting away. And he went, I remember sitting next to him and feeling quite threatened. And he went, if he just lost it, he'd murder all of us <laughs> with his bare hands. <laughs> and there's nothing we'd be able to do about it. We know there's a lot more mellow. Oh, look! Whenever I think of Tyson, all I can think of is the Hangover movie. <laughs> the Phil Collins drum sequence. I didn't yeah, like that. yeah, that's it. The <laughs> um, we should get him on, Mike. Yeah, we know you're listening. Yeah, reach out, Ajmal. Send, drop him a line. Uh, I'll get his. I'll get my people to fax his people. Fax. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the oh. I've got some bit of a downer news that the organisers in Dubai of the GP historic event that's coming up in December, who was half started getting both of us there to meet face to face for the mm-hmm. first time and nice. promote and broadcast the event, have decided otherwise. Fuckers. <laughs> Don't say that because they they did suggest that the budget might stretch for next year's event. Okay, so edit that bit out then. Yeah, I'll, yeah, right. I'll chop that bit out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, look, organise the GP Historics. 
Ashbub didn't call you fuckers. All right. So no. we will um no. we will uh continue to um try and pave that path because I believe looking at what the vehicle entries are for this year, mm. it's an event we want to go to. Yep. And and this year it would have been a bit uh difficult at home anyway, because the week before I would have come back from Vegas. Yeah, explain that to your wife and your frivolous spending. Yeah. And she would have gone, do you buy? She said, she would, she would have said, you've never shown any interest in going somewhere like that. Why are you going there? It's for the gone, podcast. Oh, it's, it's for the podcast. Yeah, it's for And she, And you know what she would have said? She what would have pod, said, what podcast? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, you cracked me up. The, um... <laughs> um... That's my list for today's show. Is there anything you've got that we haven't discussed yet? Besides moping um, about no, your car. I'm, because I think I am I am just moping about my car and I'm still I don't feel like it's the full gravity of what's happening nah. has taken effect. So I'm gonna go and this afternoon I'm going to go and see Jez. There's a storm here at the moment, so it's horrific weather. But yeah, um just stop, 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 stop. Listeners out there for the Porsche weather forecast for the UK and Australia. Tune in now. Go, keep going. Yep. Um, yeah, so it's horrific. Uh, I think it's the storm has a name, which means it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's Storm Kieran, maybe. Barry. Yeah, um, and, yeah and uh, so I've got to go up there and see Jez this afternoon. Um, and obviously he'll hit home because he'll be chopping bits out of it. And, and, and the thing is, everything's crusty. Everything's crusty on the car, right? Because you know the anti-roll bars and everything. He's gonna have to like wire wheel everything, and then we're gonna paint it with that epoxy mastic one hundred and one. Um, and well, yeah. And then the wire wheel just keeps uh, cutting holes in your floor. I know, I know. <laughs> I need to. I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to buy some parts. So I was thinking. I mean, if anyone's got any ideas. But because I need the front lower arms and I need two rear shocks, I was thinking Spider Performance, maybe? What about Heritage Parts Centre there in the UK? Which one? Heritage Parts Centre. Uh, Heritage Parts Centre is quite expensive, and I think Spider Performance is really well-priced, no. and I've got good reviews. Hang on. Heritage Parts Centre, if you're looking to do some promotion on Porsche Talk Podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out. Go on. Well, or spider performance. Um, yeah. Everything I've seen on Heritage Parts Centre looks reasonably priced to me. Um, the items I've always looked at anyway. Yeah, I think it's because the, the spider performance ones are so much cheaper, and I thought there's going to be a gotcha. Gotcha. You know, someone's going to go, the quality's not right or something like that, but no, they've had really good reviews. Um, so I might just ring them up and say, can you send me those things? And then I need to get the air conditioning leak fixed because I don't want that gas leaking into the atmosphere, whatever it's doing. Um, Where and I think from. that's just an O-ring. I think it is just, yeah, I think it is just a, an O-ring because it's leaking from a, a joint and then get that regassed. And, um, and then it'll be, I, I guess it still needs the, you know, timing chain guides, which aren't going to get done until I get like a clutch done maybe. Oh, you didn't do that while you're in there. Yeah. And the, I think the rear main seal started dripping again. 
that's mostly because it just gets used so infrequently. Because when I first bought it, it was dripping, and I thought, oh, that's annoying. Start using it every day, and it just stopped. Dried out. Brilliant. Uh, the leak dried out, gone. And But because I'm, I'm infrequently using it again, the drips come back. Um, but I'm not going to do anything about that yet. Not till obviously, I need to clutch, and hopefully that won't be for it sometime soon. No, it'll be within five minutes of the rust getting fixed. The thing's going to end up on blocks because something else went wrong with it. You've started a domino effect. Yeah, I know. I know. It goes with the age of the car. It's, I mean, I've, I've had, the thing is, I haven't put the full horror of what's happening on Instagram. I just put the, that photo where it's up on the lift. And I've had such supportive messages. Um, I would, he- I would actually, and- I would actually um, suggest that this could be your most responded post that I've seen in a long time with engagement from people. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, There's a lot of comments. I, most of the time I get, I always get comments when I post something, anything about that 996. Mm-hmm. And um, and the thing is, it's the amount of people who direct messaged me and said, don't let it die. Because uh, at first my thought was, oh my God, I'm just going to sell it. Because someone offered me £7,000 for it straight off the bat. Yeah, And I just went, out of curiosity, I went, what are you going to do with it? And he was like, I'm going to take the engine and gearbox out. I need it for another car. Uh, I was like, no, ah, that's like a knife through my chest. The but, you know these people that are telling you you can't let it die. Yep, I believe there are other nine nine six owners that need yours to exist to make theirs look better. Probably, probably. Also, I, I what did occur to me yesterday was that do you remember when? My 996 appeared on an article on the Design 911 yes, 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 website. Yes. So yeah. I told you that, yeah. That article was about rust. I remember. Except that that is actually the universe's karma coming into balance. Yeah. I was like, why are you talking about rust with a picture of my car? It's like they knew. It's like they I reckon they planted something in there to make it rust. No, in all fairness, I actually think lately your cars look the best it has in a long time. You know, you got the exhaust tips fixed. The stance is looking okay because you've had those. Oh, it sounds fantastic at the moment. Yeah, like the car looks as good as it's looked in a long time, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it has. The one thing that I was going to have to get done is get the lights polished. Now it's winter and the clocks have changed, so it's dark at five o'clock. Yeah, look, it, uh, well, that's why I tried to start possibly. this podcast an hour early because I didn't realize that your clocks had changed, obviously, in the last week or so. Oh, yeah, I saw the messages and I thought, why, why is he messaging me so early? <laughs> But the um, I would I would have to get the lights polished because they're just so sort of affected by the sun. Uh, they just completely yellow, and they refract the light in a terrible way. So I, I'm going to have to take those. Nah, out. Don't drive it at night; you'll be fine. Um, oh, I'm going to have to drive it at night. There's the no boy, other time hey, to drive it. The, the boys, the boys at Mighty Car Mods have got a couple of really good videos on how to fix that. Yeah, I've I've got a, a like a little kit with all the. Forget the that kit. And... They do things like you trying out avocado, trying out urine, trying out all these different things that are supposed to clean defog. I don't know if I want to piss on my car. I don't. Why would I want to piss on my car? Hang do you mean piss on it directly or yeah, yeah, put it yeah, into a bottle? Wait, 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 wait. By saying you won't do it, that's suggesting it's not worth pissing on. Uh, 
No, it's like giving your car a golden shot. That's that's gross. No, <laughs> can you delete that bit out? No. Can you edit that bit out? It's not getting edited out. No way. <laughs> In fact, I've just found our soundbite. Because <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't bring myself to piss on my car. I mean, could you? You know, like the jellyfish bite. If you get one, they say you know, if you're caught caught somewhere, you, you should piss on the. Look, that's, that's like one of those box jellyfish from up in far north Queensland or something, or north of uh, Broome in Western Australia. That's, there's like five places in the world this can happen. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, if it did, but look, would this, you be able to this, piss this, on this top thing in a non-sexual way? This top, first, I don't associate it as being sexual, but that aside, right, I, the, um, I really feel like this podcast is going downhill real fast towards the end here. Okay, so I might be it trying really to move is. on to the next subject. Speaking of which, I've had very piss poor engagement. Like that pun there. The um, yeah, I did. on YouTube by broadcasting these podcasts on YouTube. The last couple, but I will persist. So for the, all your eleven people that have watched it on YouTube, thank you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'll I'll keep I'll keep uh, publishing this on YouTube. Ashmal, have you decided what supercar you're going to uh, hire when you go to Las Vegas yet? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to hire a supercar. Yeah, here, be. Go, yeah, go, look, there's about six supercar hire places I saw when we were there about a month ago, and I thought, oh yeah, I could see myself in that. Orange, fully clapped out Galado, whose r- convertible roof no longer works. You know, <laughs> yeah, because they're in terrible. I mean, the thing is, I, I see YouTubers buy these cars that used to be. Yeah, yeah, they're flogged, aren't they? Vegas. Yeah, and they're flogged. Like um, Hoovies, he bought a nine nine six turbo. Oh, did he? And yeah, and it had it was resprayed in like a glittery black. Um, and then, um, but yeah, they're always clapped out. And I, I've heard other people say that you can go to the US and just hire somebody's car and yeah, they don't tu- cost a huge amount. On Turo? Uh, yes. Let's ask Jeff about it. Cause I know he hired several cars when he was over there. Ah. When he comes on yeah, next. They're people's, they're, they're people's cars. So it's not like. Imagine bringing it out to some stranger. You'd have to be on drugs. Yeah, exactly. Are you that desperate for a repayment? You shouldn't have bought the thing. I know, and you just think that the car's just getting flogged and killed, and you've got no comeback if someone just wrecks it. Um, the um, oh, I forgot to sell you. Yep. Um, did I say you? I bought some hubcaps. Yes, yes. Did you polish them? How'd they turn out? Uh, I haven't polished them. Oh, it's just because I because it's. I can't get to the garage yet. The garage is not usable yet. Is the roof? You said the roof was on, didn't you? The roof is on, but the I've cladding got on around the outside. Yeah, it's all all of that's done. The only thing missing is power. power. So no lights, doors. Yeah, and no doors. We're going to be at the floor. Um, um, I was going to epoxy it. Oh yeah, okay. Yep. So obviously, I need the doors on for that because it's bucketing down rain every day all the time. Yeah. Well, um, it's right right now. It is quarter to ten at night. But I think it's still over twenty six degrees, twenty seven degrees here. Wow! Yeah, we've got a couple of hot days. Yeah. I think tomorrow's going to be like thirty eight, thirty nine degrees or something. It's going to be a stinker. Wow! Well, it is now. 
Uh, quarter to two in the afternoon, and it is nine degrees with a hundred percent chance of rain. Which uh, hundred and five percent chance of rain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it is heavily raining, and obviously there's a storm. Oh yeah. So yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna our, our weather warning is high UV for tomorrow. That's surely that's all day, every day, twenty four seven. Poor cat. Look, with our haircuts, you and I. Yeah. You go outside yeah. that head on, top of your head just bursts into flames. I know. And then the, on the flip side, I go outside, you know, my ears are getting cold. I went out this morning. No, it is that time of the year, though. But anyway, enough of the Porsche Weather Channel. Thank you yes. very much for your time today. Oh, look, Thank you. commiserations about the car, but let's face it, no one's surprised it was necessary with the condition of the car. Combined with the fact of a car's age and the fact that you're an extreme tight ass. Who who's always been reluctant to invest anything in it outside necessity? Yeah. I don't know if that would have that wouldn't have made any difference though, because it was it was the rust, you know, under yeah, the yeah. But you wouldn't trace. have looked. You would not have looked. No. You you weren't going looking for problems. Yeah, but I did. That's the problem now. See, this is why I didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> and now, look what's happened. Yeah. Like picked at it, and it's devastating. You're the African ostrich of Porsche owners, just head in the sand. Man, I know. But now look, I'm paying the price. I'm paying the price. Horrific. Thousand pounds you're in for. What the, what, the amount of people have messaged me directly and gone just started, started just giving page or go fund me or uh or yeah, a seen, Patreon account. And I'm like, oh no. The uh, either that or we need to get a Patreon going for the podcast to pay for the 906 because we just need it for the content. I know. I know. I need, I need to. I'm going to go and see today, and well, assuming I can get time off from yeah. a gap in my meetings, so I can go and yeah. uh, take yeah, a proper right photo. Right now, you need up. to keep working right to pay for this car. I know. I know. Man, it's not. It's not enough money. I'm gonna to have to go and sell a kidney or something. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen. I've, you know what? Your other posts wouldn't help the sale value. Oh yeah, I'd have to go and clean up my uh, yeah social, your account yeah uh, social yeah account and then uh, and then go one travel owner yeah kidney <laughs> low case yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah I took it out when I was sixteen and put it in the fridge it's fine yeah yeah, yeah. I know what I, I know what I've got <laughs> I know what I've got <laughs> all right then mate fantastic to catch up thanks everyone for listening. Now, if you would like to uh, please follow the podcast on your whichever platform you're listening to it, and uh, Ajmal and I are both on social media. Ajmal is at Flat Cat Driver. I'm at Mark and Cars. That's M-A-R-C and Cars. And uh, I will also post on YouTube. So please subscribe and follow that on my channel. Links below. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Ajmal, as always, great to catch up. Thank you.